I always saw music as um, a business, as work. And my deal with God was, listen, if I can feed my family through this, if I'm 85 and I never sold a, you know, 10 million records, so long as all I had to do was wake up and go to the piano or go to the guitar or go to the microphone, I'll be content. Between the Grooves is hosted by James Curtis, music director and morning man in the greater Toronto area on Joy Radio, and Aisha Woods, Grammy-nominated singer, songwriter, and musician. Together, they talk with artists and industry insiders to discover our connection between music and faith. You can connect with us on Facebook or Twitter, at Between Grooves. Now, here's James and Aisha. Excuse me. Did you did you hear I, what I just heard? I heard that. I heard that. That's the first <laughs> time I've heard that. That is awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm I mean, excited. It, it should have happened sooner. I mean, how long have you and I been chatting on Between the Grooves for the last few months? But now it's official. Um, you, your mugshot is on Facebook and Twitter as well. Look, I've been on probation. <laughs> I guess, if you want to call it that. This is a, a Grammy-nominated, Dove-nominated artist, and you're on probation? Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Exciting news. Well, it is episode 237, and as the first official episode with James Curtis and Aisha Woods as the co-hosts yes, of Between the Grooves, we have a very, very special guest. And this is a conversation that uh, I've been looking forward to for a long time, and I know you have as well. And I have. talk about a down-to-earth guy. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what. Um it it has been such a blessing. Oh no! <laughs> he said he gets this all the time, but I I just had to do it. Otherwise, it wouldn't be. Um, it just it wouldn't be cool if I didn't. But it was a blessing to talk with this guy. He's had uh, number one hits like "Brighter Days," uh, right on the top of the charts, if not at the top, almost at the top. Uh, the collaboration he did with Toby Mac called "The Goodness." He's got a new song that has just dropped called "Believe" as well. We'll uh, hopefully get a chance to chat with him about that. Blessing offer on Between the Grooves this week. <laughs> Anyways, no, 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 you are all right. Okay, good stuff. Well, Thanks. what a privilege to have you on the show. Can I tell you, I love the songs that I've heard from you, Man. and um, I can't believe. Well, there, there we go. Believe your latest single <laughs> that just dropped, and that was that was unintentional. No but Look at God, I love it. <laughs> great, great songs. Now, whose idea was it to collaborate with Toby Mac? Was that was that you or his label or or him directly? Honestly, I I got a text um, from my manager, and they're like, "Hey, what do you think about this song? Uh, Toby's asking if you'd like to feature on it." And first of all, he had me at Toby. Yeah. Secondly, I listened to the song <laughs> okay. and I was like, oh, I could sing this. <laughs> and, and awesome. you know, met Toby for the first time at a studio and he is as real as they come. And we sure. just clicked immediately. He is, you know, he's just every bit of, of the good person you'd want a Toby Mac to be. Uh, right. And it's immediately like your family. So it was, it just... It was all good vibes in the studio. We just had a lot of fun together. I'm still waiting for a text from Toby, too. So, 
They are hilarious. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> right. <laughs> Toby texts are amazing. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, it, must, it must be nice to be on the short list because I'm I haven't made it there yet. So the A list is that what they call it? The A list and the Christian. Well, listen, it's funny because you can text Toby and never hear anything back because he's right. just like he's Toby Mac. But man, when Toby texts you, it's like Christmas. You're like, oh my god. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So what um, made it happen for you career-wise? I know you mm. you came from Nigeria and yes, and sir. like a lot of artists, there's a lot of people kind of doing the grind for years yeah. and years oh, and yeah. years before they quote unquote get noticed. So <laughs> yeah. for you, was it the voice or was it just, you know, you getting recognized in the Christian community and then, then you know, moving to Nashville or something like yeah. what, what was the deal for you? It's interesting um, for me. And I think just, because of how I grew up uh, in the Northeast, in Connecticut, I was really, really blessed to have a lot of great music mentors who kind of showed me that this was as much a business as anything and, mm-hmm. and that it always helps to be as versatile in the business as possible. So like I went to school and learned theory and learned arranging and learned composition and learned you know, how to like the mechanics of music as opposed to just like, great. Oh, I want, I woke up and I want to be a songwriter. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like, which is fine too. A lot of people do that, but you know, if, if you left me to my own devices, I could do a lot of things. You know, I, I MD'd for, for people, you know, when I was in high school, I taught, I led youth choir and all this kind of stuff. So I always saw music as, um, as a business, as work, and my deal with God was, listen, if I can feed my family through this, hmm. yeah. if I'm 85 and I never sold, a th- you know, 10 million records, so long as all I had to do was wake up and go to the piano or go to the guitar or go to the microphone, I'll be content. So that was always the baseline, right? And then on top of that, you know, I, I grew up on jazz and gospel. When I moved to Nashville for the first time to go to Belmont, I would play all my fancy chords and and notice that it wasn't quite <laughs> connecting. You know what I mean? Like they're like, "Oh, that's cute. He's really smart at music. Cool, cool, cool." You know what I mean? And then some dude would come up that barely knew how to play guitar and would sing a song that would break your heart. Right? Yeah. And 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 for me, I was like, "Something is different here. Why can that guy who doesn't know any of the chords that I do move a room in One, a way four, that all five. my be right?" <laughs> He can move a room in a way that my fancy chords just didn't, right? And I, it just dawned on me like that guy is A, being vulnerable, B, being honest, B, uh, or C, speaking at the level of his audience, so to speak. So like in a room of a hundred people, all my jazz chords goes over the head of 94 of them. Sure. There'd be the six people that will come up to you and they'll be like, oh, man, I love that Neapolitan you did. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, oh, oh, that's so cool. And then you guys would geek out in the audience and then you can't pay rent the next month. So that's fun. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but if you talk to people, you know, A, you reach more hearts. B, yeah. you get to say something to to a bigger swath of humanity. And C, you probably, you know, probably pay a little more rent. So I was like, man, <laughs> all the people I grew up loving, all the Motown guys, all the, you know, the the Marvins and Michaels and Stevies and Donnies and James Taylors and, you know, the greats, they somehow knew how to speak the people's language, even as smart right. as they were musically. So, you know, there was a point where I was just like, man, I want to do that. 
So I think that was kind of the beginning of me learning the craft of simplicity uh, after Mm -hmm. spending so much time learning the craft of like intricacy, you know what I mean? So uh, move to Nashville was a huge, huge thing. Doing the voice was awesome. Um, Pre the voice, I was, I'd lived in New York and I, you know, I, I was already looking at music as a job, not like, cool, let's get famous. I was like, okay, cool. Like I, I, I was a session musician for, for, for wow. stuff. I'd, I'd, uh, written for, um, a bunch of kids that were kind of trying to come up in the Disney, uh, system a little bit. Mm. At, um, so just the grind did the voice enough. People knew who I was, but again, it's like, I've, I had a lot of friends on the voice at that point. So I knew that it was like, a th- a, it was a thing, but it was not a career maker per se. After the voice, I moved to Nashville and I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to follow through with this simplicity thing. Yeah. And again, I love country music. Country music taught me a lot. I think country music and Motown are not terribly distant cousins. You know what I mean? Right, like they're, right. they're all about storytellers, storytellers and feelings, yeah. you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so the same thing I learned from Motown country solidified for me. And, and so I was just like, all right, I'm going to spend every day writing better and better songs and, and just let the rest be because, you know, a lot of times people are worried about results, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, but if you're going to dedicate your life to something, you just have to worry about the daily practice of it. Um, And so that was just where I was. I was like, I'm going to daily practice this thing. Um, And man, I'm not going to say it happened overnight, but eventually, eventually traction and listen, I have a lot of friends that are infinitely more talented that haven't gotten traction. And I have a lot of friends that are maybe not as uh, versed in the intricate arts of music that are infinitely yeah. further along. So you can't look at it based off of like how far or how many people know this person. It's just, it's a journey and we all have to be at peace on the journey. And that's the only healthy way to do it. You know, mm, that's true. You know, you talked about, um, being able to pay your rent and, mm-hmm. and family, what's what's your family look like? So right now, most of my family's still back in Nigeria. My uncle, wow. yeah, my uncle lives in Central Florida. He's an attorney. Uh, okay. My aunt and my cousin live out there with him. My my cousin is in college, um, and like I said, most most my brothers and sisters in Nigeria I have a brother in the UK right now. So okay. we're kind of just kind of spread all over and that's, that's, that's it. Wow. Okay. So, so no significant other at this no, time. Ma'am. <laughs> 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 that could change without notice, of course. You know, <laughs> listen, snap of a finger, right? Yep. <laughs> you know, you mentioned, you mentioned getting down to the simplicity in your music. Have you ever had the urge or have you ever kind of thrown in some of those wacky jazz chords into your music just to <laughs> just to let the intellectuals and the people who really appreciate the music know that you've got the skill? You know, I feel like that's why you come to the live show. Right. <laughs> there you go. You know you what go. I mean? But but listen, um, my tribe has a couple flexes. It's got a couple of musical little moments. You know what I mean? Um, sometimes I'll do like a five of six once in a while the record that we're finishing up has definite musical moments that i'm very proud of but like the point is 
to sneak them in there so that it doesn't disturb anybody that doesn't know. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And that's always, yeah. that's always it is like, if you're really smart, you can make it so that, you know, whoever's in the car doesn't feel tripped up by it, you know, mm -hmm. but if they do know, it's like they say, you know, um, if you know, you know, right. If you know, you know, I just mm -hmm. did a flat two. If you don't know, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? So that's kind of how it goes. I have a friend of mine. Uh, years ago, I went to this church and this guy was just a brilliant guy. Um, he wasn't a singer. He was a musician. He was brilliant mm -hmm. on the keys. Mm -hmm. um, we happened to have in the church at the time a Hammond organ. Oh, come and, on. Oh, yeah. And this, this, it, was, it was amazing. And do you know when you're um, in praise and worship and you get to that moment where it's just kind of – uh, an open-ended free mm. praise moment. Mm. You know what I'm mm. talking about? Yes, sir. So <laughs> so we got to one of those moments, and I, I was blown away because normally what you do uh, in music is you you raise a key. Like you'll do yep. a key change. Modulate. Up. Yeah. Yep. He, went, he went down. Oh, yes, he, he went oh, down. Wow. And it was incredible. <laughs> it's the first time I'd ever heard it. I was like, whoa, what is going on? This yep. is amazing. Yep. So <laughs> like to have that skill and that ability. Mm. And, and I was the sound guy. So I'm, I'm listening to what he's doing and I'm, I'm actually appreciating it. And nobody yes. else really right. notices. They're just praising <laughs> God. But that's what he did. It was like, whoa. And that and was a moment. It was a moment. Mm -hmm. And it was one of these once in a life time moments because because I haven't heard anyone do it since like it was right. just in the moment it was it just happened it was like whoa that was wild you and know? to do it in a way that it still feels like you gave energy right you know what right. I mean yeah. yeah I I I listen to a lot of a lot of Motown stuff like a lot of Donnie you know and sometimes they'll do a modulation so smooth that you mm -hmm. didn't even you don't even realize you modulated and but you're like right. A, a minor third above where you started and you're just like, how did we get it? And then you have to go back and study what just happened because yeah. that's right. you know? <laughs> I like doing that when I listen to music on the radio when there's that subtle key change that mm -hmm. the average person wouldn't necessarily notice. But like, yeah, oh, they wouldn't catch it. He's in a different key now and, oh, and that's, yes, and, and look how he did it, you know? Yes. Right. Yeah. So, so what you're saying yeah. is we can expect some surprises like that on the album. List, the, the record is a very musically um it's a wide palette but mm. you if you don't need to notice you won't ever notice but if you wow. if it's in your head to listen for it you will appreciate the record coming out yeah nice. that's awesome how many uh instruments are you playing on this on this project uh, i'm playing piano i'm playing guitar i think i play a little, uh some synth stuff Sweet. Um, I'm doing a bunch of, obviously, a ton of vocals, but that's pretty much it. We keep it simple. So if we could take a step back for a moment, um, you were born and I guess somewhat raised in Nigeria. Yes, I say sir. somewhat Since because Nigeria. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. At that time, did you have a musical idol? You know, it's funny. At that time, all music was for me was how our family had fun together. Like we mm. sang all the time. Um just, just because it's just, you'd sing like silly song, you sing worship songs, you sing, you know, kid songs that your parents taught you, you know what I mean? So it's just, yeah. we all sang. I think most cultures, I dare say, just have, have music in them, especially African cultures, very sing, yeah. sing music heavy, mm -hmm. Latin American, uh, uh, I mean, what am I saying? Every culture just sings, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Max Martin, uh, Swedish guy, 
the the Swedish language is like the sing songy language. I think we just mm-hmm. everybody sings. Singing is this um, human natural thing that just must happen, um, and we really really embraced it. So singing when I was a kid was just a way to have fun. Um, and when I came to America, at some point you you develop self-consciousness you know what i mean yeah and sure. i'm like oh my god i don't want to sing in front of anyone because then it becomes like a performative <laughs> thing um right. so uh that kind of happened and then and then at some point i was just like i really like singing so i started singing really quietly in my room i'd put on a record and be like try to mimic all the brian mcknight runs you know what i mean <laughs> or like all the boys to men runs and i'd be like i think i can do these yeah i got this you know what i mean it's like huh, okay and then i try it out on, on my friends i'd be like do you look what i you know do you like this does this sound good and uh i'm sure i asked some middle school girls out on a date with singing to her or something you know what i mean like just just, just like silly things you're like okay 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 you start building confidence i remember the first time playing and singing in middle school i was so nervous and it sounded so atrocious and i just really hope no one has video of it because it was bad. <laughs> it might it surface so you bad. never know oh no may it never <laughs> may it never when you least need it that's when it'll show up yeah so it sounds like you had a wide variety of i guess even styles of music because you've talked you've talked motown you talked jazz um there's there's obviously pop in your in you know your sound as well country yeah and, and country as well above. yeah yep. All, country's yeah. like there's so much when you especially when you talk about the CCM world mm-hmm. I've I've seen a, even in the last twelve to twenty four months a lot of country edging in there yes more so than than before and even yes. gospel like and yep. and everybody considers gospel music. Christian music and CCM mm-hmm. music almost, but it isn't. It's it's mm-hmm. two distinct things. But that all of that's sure kind of creeping into the CCM world right now. You know, I I I welcome it. I just think I think that when someone says Christian music, you shouldn't you should almost wonder what they mean because right, you know, it shouldn't be so safe. Yeah. So I think. I think it's awesome. I think it's exciting. Oh, so, I think it's a nice change. You know, the more the, the same, same old, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I'm excited for yeah. it. I think the listeners are like intrigued and excited by it. So mm-hmm. so if you could uh, pick one artist that you uh, is your, who's like, who's on, who's your favorite artist on, on your Spotify or your playlist Ooh, right now? Oh my god! Love <laughs> and that's that question. And don't get look. Don't get in trouble. With well, that's a, well, that's a, that's a difficult question because because <laughs> yeah. a musical guy wouldn't have right. just one, right? Yeah. Oh no, no, no. Right. There's there's hardly just one. Like my ringtone is a Marvin Gaye song right now, for instance. Like okay. Uh, so that's so that takes me there. John Mayer is heavy on my list. Uh, mm. Ed Sheeran is on my list. Every you know, there's nice. a lot of Motown on Stevie's on the list. Like. Lionel Richie's on the list. Um, there's a, a guy named Sam Henshaw, British artist, who's on the list. Okay. Got some Leon Bridges is on the list. So it's a it's, okay. a, it's a varied list. Um, there's some really, really interesting country songwriter artists right now that I'm that I'm I listen to very much, very heavily. Jason Isabel, Chris Stapleton, mm. of course. Um yeah, uh, there's a guy named Mitchell Tim Penny is really super good. So I just I keep my ear to everything just because yeah. it helps makes me better personally. So mm-hmm. yeah. 
Would you ever come out with That's a country neat. album? Oh God, yes, one thousand really? percent. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> oh yeah. No, I just Absolutely. don't see that. Call me. I just oh, don't you see that. Bro, let me tell you. I'm gonna tell you. Like you don't. <laughs> you would be so. You know what? In fact, you just made me. I so I did a cover of. Uh, there's a song called "Paint Me a Birmingham." Right. Mm. Um, and, and I did a cover of it this weekend and I'm going to post it today just because of that. Okay. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to post it. it I'm going to, I'm going to do a reel of it. And I'm just, I just want you to make sure you watch it and comment because I do it in a very blessing way, but country music is wonderful. I, I always feel like yes, what I don't is. like is when people make country records and try to like take on a twang. Yeah, you know what I mean, right? And then it sounds then inauthentic, not, right? Especially when they don't you know? have it's a cheesy. natural, especially, especially when they don't have that natural twang, and all of a sudden, exactly, Whoa. you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's it's like, uh, but I love when Lionel Richie does country because, like, Lionel Richie used to write songs for Alabama, you know what I mean? And like, soul music and country music are not right. distant. Like I said, they're not too far apart. I did a song no. with uh, Lee, Lee Bryce about two years ago. Uh, who and Lee Bryce is a, is one of the bigger country artists in the world right now and and dude it's a it's a natural thing I I was literally talking to someone about this this morning I can't wait to put out a country record it's gonna be awesome <laughs> that is so funny because I thought yeah. that would be the furthest thing from your mind oh no 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 it's <laughs> it's in the wheel I mean I live in Nashville oh, I know <laughs> I know the, I know it's in the wheelhouse for sure <laughs> the first radio station I ever worked at was a country radio station and that was back in the day when all the country kind of sounded the same it's the you know yes. think classic country this was before the um, what they called new country, bro country, if you will. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and so it was. It was like uh, I, I can name I can name some artists, but I, I don't want to you know make it sound like it's a negative <laughs> thing. But they all, they really did all sound the same. And, wow. Was and, it the like Mr. Mom era where like country artists were like guys that were struggling with fatherhood? Well, that and their truck and and yes. everything else and correct. You know, yeah. Correct. The was it the like um she had a son thum, thum, on a white t shirt. She yeah, was killing me in that money skirt. Was it that era? Sure. <laughs> sure. I mean the lyrics are all the same. It's just the, the and the beat and the and the sound is all the same too. That's yeah. that's what I'm saying. It all sounded the same. <laughs> And uh, I was just, I was just not a fan. And but you know, yeah. I was in radio, so I had to fake it and pretend. So I you had to it, fake, you know? yes, sir. <laughs> so. Listen, we've all done things that we had to pretend. Just we had liked. to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. man. Good gracious. So I, I do so what I you have to do because so of that. I've got that bad taste in my mouth with with country music. But uh, having said that, there's a lot of great country artists and a lot of great music so yeah if you're going to do a, if you're going to do a country album i think that'd be great and mm. in fact it'd be a great crossover from what you're doing now as well there's so many synergies between ccm and country especially in the nashville area you you'd be oh, yeah. very readily accepted i think and the thing is i i wouldn't i think honestly what i would first do is do a a, a record of country covers do you know mm. what i mean just to just just to kind of break them in Yes. Yeah, and sure. because I think that's a very easy doable thing um, mm -hmm. to take a country song and make it kind of my own version of it. Right. Um, so I, I've I've given this much thought. I don't know if I've told my managers about it, so they're going to hear this Surprise. and go. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> so you've got um, you've got uh, Dove Nod. Speaking of the music, <laughs> know, new artist of the year. 
I don't even know how that happened. That. <laughs> Thank you guys. I appreciate it. They called me and told me that. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> That's exciting. So, again, I am, I wake up and pretty much do what I did before all this happened, which is go to the piano mm-hmm. and find song ideas. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, every once in a while I look up and things are happening. So, mm. you know, the, the, one of my mentors told me that the trick is to not pay attention to that stuff and just keep doing what you're doing, you know? Right. So I, I I embrace that mentality wholeheartedly. Yeah. You're talking about doing, continuing to do what you've been doing. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things that I really admire about Toby, like every day he designates time to write, just write, you know? And, um, he hones in on his craft. Do you have any kind of, I guess, rituals or, or mm. things that you follow like that? I, I um, every new music Friday, I go down that playlist on Spotify awesome. and then on Apple music, I download the records I need to listen to. So Spotify okay. is kind of how I explore. Apple yeah. music is how I study. You know what I mean? That's kind of how I Good. break it down in my head. So Every, every Friday I go down and explore and, and then I go over and I say, okay, I'm going to listen to this record, this record, this, and I go through records and mm-hmm. my ritual is to always be listening to what artists are doing that have nothing and everything to do with my genre. Just because yeah. like you never want your, your lyrical palette to get stagnant. You never want right. to keep using the same words over and over again. You right, know what I mean? Right. And so I, I make a point to kind of stay fresh on what everybody's kind of how people are pushing. Mm -hmm. And I have this text window with myself. So I'm texting myself and I write ideas in it and just hit send. So it sends it back to me. And that thing goes back four, five, six years. So there are, there are ideas that I've forgotten about that once in a while I'll scroll (laughs) back to and I'll be like, Oh my God, that's a good idea. Um, I wrote, I went to church yesterday and I, uh, the pastor was speaking on Luke um, and she said something about Egypt. You know what I mean? And I was like, man, Egypt is a great song idea. And, hmm. you know, I'm not here to give away song ideas, but, you know, I was like, <laughs> just, just the idea of Egypt as not a, not a, not a literal place, but being in Egypt, being yes. in bondage. And I was like, Ooh, so I wrote hmm. down a little, little concept sent it to myself and and that's what i'm gonna write so just my i think my practice is just to keep your keep my ears wide open for for songs that are always floating in the air just waiting to be caught right right and when are you writing the music do you actually book time in your schedule to do that say on a weekly basis or are you waiting for song rights with other people Mm. so um five days a week unless i'm traveling or, or shooting a video or something. I have writing sessions with producers. And then on the weekends, I just sit with my guitar or my piano and see what happens. So there's, there's always opportunities to put them down. Um, yeah. so I'm, I'm, I'm very happy and blessed by that. You know, it's really annoying. Can I just throw this out? My, <laughs> my brother, my brother is a pastor. He's a lead pastor in a church, but he's a whiz when it comes to music. Mm. And when I was a teenager, I had a job at a hardware store 
And, you know, I'm working my tail off because I want to put my put myself through college. So I'm yeah. saving up for tuition and stuff like that. My brother was doing the same thing. He was working at Kmart when when Kmart was around. And he, mm-hmm. he ultimately became the manager of the electronics. Yeah. He ultimately became the manager <laughs> <He> says, <"Kmart." laughs> of the uh, electronics <laughs> department. And then he uh, abruptly quit his job. And uh, he literally stayed in his room all day playing guitar and got to be brilliant on the guitar. Wow. And that's just not fair. You know? <laughs> so you're, you're basically writing music every day and yeah. and all day and yeah. have, having too much fun. Can I say? You're having way too much fun. You know, it, my, my life is unfair. Uh, <laughs> and I'm convinced that surely I must be God's favorite because I get to wake up and walk 15 steps over to my piano. Or my guitar, go. or and then just like I have a balcony, I can just sit on and pick at chords and pick at riffs and licks, and that's legitimately part of my job. So, right? You know, what can I say? It's wonderful to be able to get up and do what you love to do and make a, a decent living at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Man, can't ask for anything better. Come on, amen. Um, have you heard anything yet from the people at the Dove Awards? I mean, it's typically a, a show, um, yes. like any award ceremony. Um, I'm assuming, like, I've got to think they're going to be asking you to perform there. <laughs> you know, I would be a that'd be a beautiful ask, and I'd be happy to. Um, like <laughs> but said, they haven't yet, is what you're saying. I whether they have or not, <laughs> no one's told me of it. Okay, okay. <laughs> and you know what? When they tell me, I'll be ready. Okay. If they tell me, I'll be ready. There you go. <laughs> I would not be surprised at all. So I was hoping that yeah. we, we were going to get some kind of inside scoop just some now. Some kind of but, breaking news. <laughs> but obviously not. Um, I mean, it's not like I know something that you don't know in this case. I was I was, I was, was hoping that you could. Uh, I was like, are you telling me something? <laughs> no, no. I don't know anybody at the Dumb Awards. I don't know anybody there. Sorry. Maybe I will after this. Who knows? You know? Exactly. They're going to call you. <laughs> yeah. So um, can you tell us a little bit about your new song? It has just dropped. It's called mm. Believe. And mm. I listened to the first little bit of it being being a radio guy, and I'm also the music director. Usually you're just listening to the first 20 seconds of a song right. to determine if it's going to be a hit or not. Right. And this one, as a lot of songs I found in the last few weeks, starts off a little slow, mm. but it's a great song. Mm, thank you. <laughs> Believe is a believe is a thinker, to be honest, and okay. uh, I I'm okay with that because I think it's it it says what we're all thinking in our heads. So it's this kind of rhetorical practice where you're saying to God, it says, uh, "So you'll catch me when I fall, right? And you'll hear me when I call crying, and you'll fix me when I'm broke, right? And that's all I need to know, right? Mm-hmm. And and the storm is gonna break, right?" And every day I'm going to be smiling and nothing's ever, or, and everything's going to go right. And that's all I need to know. Right. So it kind of, mm. in the verses, it kind of simplifies uh, in a very elementary misunderstanding kind of way what, what Christianity or faith looks like. And then in the pre-course it says, but what if you know something I don't? What if you will something I won't? If mm. you don't give me what I want, but you give me what I need, is that enough to believe? Right. Wow. So it, it takes the listener on this journey of tongue in cheek, uh, dare I say prosperity, uh, faith, 
uh, and then takes you into this pre-chorus of reality because God doesn't have to do anything he doesn't want to do. God only gives you what he knows is for your best, whether you know it or not, et cetera, et cetera. And, and then in the chorus, it says it challenges the, it actually, the listener is challenged by themselves to, to say, ultimately, will I, will I believe? Um, and mm-hmm. that's kind of how the process of the song goes. Um, and, and verse two says the same thing. And the, the pre, the bridge says, do I love you? Do I love you? Do I love you or what you can do for me? Do I want you? Mm. Do I want you? Do I want you or what you can do for me? Sometimes I don't know, but all I want to do is believe, you know? Yeah. So good stuff. It's, it's a thinker. Yeah. A great way to describe <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. 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 So I think it's one of those songs that the listener will hear it and almost maybe be offended by it. You know what I mean? And that's okay because, you know, I always, I think sometimes we need that little extra push into the deep end. You know what I mean? It's, it's nice mm-hmm. to be on the shallow end of victories, but it's okay to still be in the war. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah, that's, I, I think, I think it'll be good for, for anybody who can hear it and give it, give it that minute to, to walk through that process. I think initially, mm-hmm. like many songs, it's going to be one of these songs that people listen to and, and they like the song mm-hmm. where they haven't really necessarily analyzed or listened deeply to the lyrics Correct. yet. And it's, Correct. it's going to be one of these things where they listen to it for a while and all of a sudden mm-hmm. it kind of dawns on them what, what mm-hmm. the song is really about. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know what, much like uh, we said at the beginning, uh, if you're good at your job, you don't force the listener into it. They kind of fall into it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You don't right. have to let them know how uh, analytical your brain is. They'll discover it, you know? Sure. Yeah. And and that's kind of the the joy of, of um, I think, songwriting as a craft is knowing how to put the things in there that need to be in there without going, look how smart I am. Look at me, look at me, look at me. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. So that's, so deep. I, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look how deep I yeah. am. <laughs> or or overcomplicating, like you talked about yes. simplicity in the music and the and the chords yeah. and everything else. Yeah. You can, it's easy to, if especially if you know a lot about music, to to get overcomplicated and, Correct. and make it too busy. And that's why they always say, you know, a bass line on a song in mm-hmm. church or whatever else, just, just, just play the one note. Don't, you don't just have play to, the note. yeah, just, you don't have to <laughs> <Yeah>. go crazy. <laughs> yep. And, and you don't have to have all these instruments competing against each other, right? All right. Just keep it simple. Keep it simple. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, and especially it kind of when you have a song that's super heady, you kind of want to keep the chords simple and vice versa if you have a song Less that's super simple you can maybe get a little more adventurous with the chords yeah is, mm-hmm. is always what i found blessing it has been uh an honor chatting with you it, it has it's, been, it's a, been blessing. a blessing a blessing dare we say <laughs> you must get you must get that all the time though right uh yes <laughs> there you go there you go listen Sorry. really appreciate it appreciate you appreciate your heart and uh what a privilege to chat with you and and really looking forward to seeing you perform at the uh at the dove awards Thank you guys. Hey, speak it. <laughs> thank you guys so much. Let's do it again, please, soon. That would be awesome. Thanks, yes. Blessing. For sure. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye. Wow. What a, what a down to earth guy. Just love that conversation with Blessing Offer. Mm-hmm. And, and he said to us that he wants to come back. So we're going to have to have him back 
on the podcast one of these days. This guy yeah, is sure. so knowledgeable when it comes to music and just love what he's doing. Um, the fact he's been doing this for many, many years, but finally getting recognized for all of his efforts and his talent and whatnot. Right. Make sure you check out his website, blessingoffer.com. That's blessing. O-F-F-O-R.com. And there you'll find more about him, uh, find out about his music, events, and uh, social media as well. And right here, we're going to dive into our artist advice for this week. It's coming from the man himself, Mr. Mac Powell. I think my, my advice uh, is to just do it. Just get out there and play as much as you can. If, if, you're, you know, if you're a singer, artist what you want to do is like every chance you get if it's singing or playing at a birthday party sunday school class talent show every little don't look don't look to just doing big big things be faithful in the small things and go enjoy that and and work on developing your talent um use that as a catalyst to really uh, reach out and, and grow your fan base, and so I think that's it. It's, it's just do it as much as possible, even if it's even if you're only doing it online. You know, you, you post stuff all the time. Be faithful about um, doing enough that will keep people's attention, but not too much. And um, you know, you got to just keep working, keep yeah. working, and don't be afraid to do the little things. Sounds like Nike. Just do it. <laughs> I like what he said about using your talents and uh, he didn't actually say this directly, but he basically said, don't sit on it. Don't, don't bury your talents. You know, you've, you've heard mm-hmm. the, uh, the uh, story in the Bible about the many talents that were given out and, you know, yeah. the people that actually did something with their talents. And if you're just going to put it in the bank and just let it sit there, yeah, you get a little bit of interest, but uh, it's not going to go very far. Um, so right. being faithful in those small things, whether it be in church, at events or whatever else, just keep working at it. Keep working at it. Mm-hmm. It's a, even further confirmation. It's funny because that was the message uh, at church yesterday. This very thing, faithfulness and being a good steward over the resources that God has given us. Um, so it was just a sweet addition and a reminder, even for me. Yeah. I'm grateful for that. Well, that is it for this week. We are out of time. Um, what uh, a great episode. Enjoyed having Blessing Offer on the show. It was nice to hear back from Mac Powell as well. And uh, mm-hmm. we appreciate you uh, following us and uh, liking us on Facebook, following us on Twitter, at Between Grooves. If you've got any comments, uh, be sure to leave them. We'd love to hear from you. listening to Faith Strong Today's Between the Grooves podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, would you consider sharing it with your friends, rating our podcast, or giving us some love on your socials to your amazing friends and followers will only help us reach more people. We'd also love to hear from you and share your feedback in an upcoming episode. Send your video or written message to Aisha and James on Facebook and Twitter at Between Grooves or email us anytime. Hello at faithstrongtoday.com.